Which brings us to the final round. Is you are what you eat, and what am I? Ask the Putinist. Correct. Mary had a little lamb. What was its name? Uh, Lamar? Correct. Thank you. What can you now watch instantly with Netflix? Oh, oh, unlimited TV episodes? Correct! Oh, I don't... Watch unlimited episodes of your favorite TV shows and movies instantly through your game console or other devices. All for only eight bucks a month from Netflix. In terms of use. Blog Talk Radio. So let's call him David. 
Uh, David was laid off from his job after he had been working with his company for 35 years. So he was in his 60s. And the first thing that I do when I speak to anybody who's laid off is to check in with them about how they're feeling because that tells me a lot about how their job search is going to go. So David said that, you know, it was a little bit of a hassle, but, you know, a lot of other people were laid off too, and he didn't take it personally. It was just part of life. He didn't start digging around looking for answers, like, well, gosh, maybe it's because I'm see, or maybe it's because of this, or maybe it's because of that. He just was very forward-looking. He said that he was really lucky to have been with this great company for so long, and his attitude was incredibly positive and productive. So I asked him where he wanted to start, and he said that while he was at his job, he had always been kind of daydreaming about being a paralegal. He loved watching shows like The Practice and Boston Legal, and he had gotten some money with his um, layoff package, and he saw it really not as uh, something dismissive, but he saw it as a gift that would allow him to pursue his dream. So we discussed next steps. And David thought about the suggestions that I gave him. He really kind of made them his own so that they were within his comfort zone. And he jumped right in. He spoke with the paralegals to make sure it was something he really wanted to pursue. But even after he did that, he was like, you know, I want to take it a step further because this is going to be a kind of big investment. So I suggested that he shadow a paralegal at a law practice for hanging out with the lawyers, really trying on the whole idea. And after he did that, he was actually even more enthusiastic. So he researched schools and started his training as a paralegal. Um, the thing that was really yeah, go ahead. Wow. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, it's just incredible. And, you know, the thing that, that I loved about working with him, I had to stick with him for a couple of years, and he really got a kick out of being the oldest one in class and helping all the younger students and he just enjoyed every minute of it. He graduated at the top of his class and was offered a number of different jobs before he even graduated. And at that point, the work that we did was I helped him to leverage that opportunity so that he could negotiate for even better salary and more benefits. He actually did his shadowing. So it was fantastic for him. Wow, what a story. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, such a good way to look at staying positive. Like you mentioned, when, you know, bad things happen, it can just be the first tendency to just sort of climb in a hole and want to cover yourself up. But what a good example of staying positive and doing it as a blessing. Yeah, nowadays uh, they were talking about uh, some of the young ones get out of college and they can't seem to find a good job that pays well. And you hear ones in their 30s that, Maybe they lost their job, and then you hear ones in their 40s, and it's like, well, who has it worse, really? Well, when you look at a guy that's two years old, <laughs> I mean, you know, he's not supposed to be thinking about going back to school, but yet he's following his dream. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's really exactly. Now, I know in your in your book, uh, Unlocking the Secrets of a Successful Career Seeker, you talk a lot about some qualities that are shared by people who seem to find jobs that they love quickly or have, I guess, a positive outlook, like you were mentioning. Could you share some of those characteristics with the listeners? Yeah, I can. Um, you know, coming from the background of being a therapist and a career coach, 
I feel like the most important thing for people to do is to stay out of that mindset of fear and anger. And David was a beautiful illustration of that because he looked forward instead of getting stuck in those unproductive emotions. Fear and anger can cause us to make just terrible decisions. You know, fearful people, um, they're more likely to take the first job that's offered to them. That's not necessarily the best answer. They tend to see the negative in anything. They get really panicky and worried. And that increases stress and relationship problems. And, you know, I went through a layoff as a single mom. So I know what I'm asking about being kind of in a positive mindset. I know that it's really challenging. But the thing is, is that when you open your eyes to the opportunities and you stay in that productive mindset, you kind of roll with the punches, employers love that. Panic and, and desperation are not very attractive qualities. We tend to run away from people who give off that energy. It's just not, that's not something you can cover up with a thin layer of positive attitude. So if you are deep in your soul feeling really fearful, really angry, and you're telling yourself all of these negative stories, and you're driving over to your job interview, and you're like, oh, I guess we better get into our mindset. Okay, well, you know, it's a nice day, and, you know, and you kind of start thinking of the positive. It's kind of like this thin layer of positive thinking over a layer of desperation, and that just doesn't work. So what's happened for me is in working with hundreds of job seekers, because I work with people who are laid off from big companies, and I get a lot of different people that I'm working with. And I found a pattern in the people who are brilliantly successful. And that's what my book is about, distilling those characteristics of my most successful clients and helping the reader begin to develop those same traits. So let me tell you a little bit about the path of the successful job seeker, and then I'll just briefly address the traits. Those who do well typically tell me that their first response when they hear that they're laid off is to not take it personally. They read over their severance package carefully, they ask questions, and they decide which of the services offered that they can really leverage. The people that are not so successful with their, um, with their layoffs tend to take the package, they're angry, they start digging around and looking for, you know, what's what did I do wrong? They go out for beer with friends, and they just sit there and they complain and they commiserate. They throw their package aside, and they're like, this is just crap. I don't even want to read it. Um, and then they kind of go down that downward spiral. So the people who do well see the package as a gift. They see it as a way the company is trying to help them and encouragement to succeed. Then what they do is they look over their finances and they start to derive a plan. So that helps them to feel more in control. Then they might take a few days off. It's very intentional. It's like, I'm going to take three days or seven days off and they get right back to it. People who are unsuccessful go, you know what, I've, I've worked really hard for a long time. I'm just going to take some time off. And they don't define it and they kind of slide into weeks and then months and then, you know, and they don't get back to their job search. So that's something that's really important. But it can be hard to, to do that at first because you're kind of in a daze. Um, some of the characteristics of successful career seekers include a feeling that things are going to work out, a realistic but positive attitude, and the ability to take stress-free breaks. 
So whereas the unsuccessful career seeker slides into weeks and months off where they're just stressing themselves out going, oh, I should get to this, I really have to get to this, and not getting to it, the successful career seeker tends to look at things and say, I'm going to take a couple of days off, I'm just going to have a great time, then I'll get to my career search. They work on their career search for a few hours, and then they take a break. And you know, unsuccessful people tend to procrastinate a lot, so I'm going to tell you, too, I'm actually offering a class on procrastination next week. It's an important thing, so people can go to my website and they can find out about that, too. But those are some of the characteristics. And, and also, I think probably most importantly is the ability to pull themselves out of that negative mindset whenever they get into it so that they can remain productive. That's interesting. You know, we, we also have a uh, comment from the chat room. Uh, Dan says that, well, this is hard to do. So I guess that kind of will answer uh, the question of how, how do you recommend people work on developing some of these positive traits and characteristics that you mentioned? Right. Yeah, well, you know, and I was, uh, years ago, I was a uh, single mom. And I was going through a layoff myself, and I know that it is so hard to stay out of that fear and anger and kind of that unproductive place. And I, I really believe that some people have more of a natural disposition towards not taking things personally, feeling more in control regardless of what's going on, and being really kind of a go-with-the-flow type of person. But with practice, anybody can develop more of those traits. But, you know, and we know how attractive those people are. I have some of them in my life who are just naturals at being go with the flow. Anything can happen. It just doesn't phase them. And that is so attractive. People love to be around that. So um, in my book, I provide exercises to help people begin working into a more productive way of thinking. And if people are looking for the book or for that procrastination class, uh, you know, the book was just recently released, so they can find all of that on my website. And I'll spell the name for you because it's a little tricky. It's www.aricialafrance.com, which is A-R-I-C-I-A-L-A-F-R-A-N-C-E. But the work that I do with people, whether it's my marketing clients or my career seekers, I think that people need to work on mindset, for example, in a way that they're comfortable. If they like using guided meditation, they can do that. I think it's an essential key. So I include a full-length meditation with my book. Um, doing some exercises can really help people, and I have those listed in my book. But for the people who are listening today, there are a number of ways that you can work on mindset right now. And the first step, I think, is to consider how you can control stress. And the reason is because the way that you feel dictates the stories that you're going to tell yourself. So a really powerful technique is to check out the catastrophizing that you're doing. This is an old therapy tool. I learned it. 25, 30 years ago, but it is so useful for people dealing with unemployment. A lot of times when you get bad news, whatever it is, you start going down that path thinking, I've lost my job. Oh, my gosh. That means that I'm going to lose my house, and my wife or husband will probably leave me. And, you know, 
cars can get repossessed, so I won't even be able to get the job interviews. And we go down this path, this spiral of negativity, and it leads people into that fear and anger place. Um, people find themselves fighting with their spouse. They're hanging out and commiserating with other people who have that unproductive mindset. They might get into overeating, drinking, feeling dejected. And all of that, as you can imagine, is just deadly to the job search. So when you find yourself doing that, this is one of the exercises you can do right now. Stop it. Just, you know, see yourself holding up your hand or a stop sign and just say stop. Because in preparing for these things you're catastrophizing over, you're also planning for it. You are actually planning for catastrophe. And that keeps you from preparing and planning for the job and the life that you really want. You can't go down a destructive path and be planning great things. You can't be sitting at the bar getting smashed planning for a terrific future. And likewise, the other, the flip side of that is that when you're planning great things and working that plan, you can't go down a destructive path. You just, you can't because you're just, you're not headed that way. So when you're unemployed, think about yourself as being at a fork in the road and you get to decide which path you want to take. So after you've stopped yourself from going down that destructive path, begin discerning the reality. What is the reality in this moment? What makes the most sense and will get you moving in the direction that you want to know, want to go? I mean, what people might not know is that you can choose the story that you tell yourself. So you know, make a good one. Excellent. You're listening to Dream Job Radio, and we're talking about dealing with unemployment. And our guest today is Aricia LaFrance, the author of the book, Unlocking the Secrets of the Career Seeker. Um, we have another question is, uh, what are some practical steps then if people are unemployed right now? What can they do today to move forward? Well, I think first, stay in the, move, in the moment. Kind of get back to the basics. Take a deep breath when things feel overwhelming. Go for a walk. Eat healthy comfort food. Get enough rest. And think about the things that are going to help you to de-stress. We tend to discount these suggestions because they're so simple, but they're also the most vital to our health and our mental attitude. Um, the next step is to get a plan together to help you feel more in control. Find resources to help you and expect that you're going to find the answers because this influences how you go about seeking what you need. If you expect that nobody will help you, you'll go in with that attitude and you're more likely to give up quickly. But if you expect that you're going to find the answers, you're more likely to have a better attitude and get the help that you want because you're going to be attracting that to you. So if you go in, for example, to wherever and you start digging out and you're looking for answers and that person that you ask can't help, if you're in that productive mindset, you're going to be more likely to say to that person, you know, thanks anyway, but um, I really do want to find the answer to this. Do you have any ideas of where I might look next? If they say no, you're more likely to go on to the next person and say, all right, well, they didn't know. That's all right. I'm going to ask somebody else. I mean, of course, I would love for people to work with my book, but you can also find terrific resources at your local library, colleges, 
And lately I've noticed a lot of faith communities coming forward to offer groups to help people network and um, help them deal with unemployment. And of course there's a ton of resources online. One of my favorites is the Occupational Outlook Handbook, and that's online. It gives you all sorts of projections about different sorts of jobs and things like that. And best-selling author Eleanor Stutz has a terrific new book coming out. I got a, a copy of it. It's wonderful. It's called Hired. And it's about applying proven sales techniques to interviewing to help you find a job. And I think that that book, you can maybe pre-order it on Amazon, but it will definitely be listed on Amazon in a week or so. Um, if you've decided that you want to start your own business, the Small Business Administration has some terrific resources. And SCORE can, uh, can be a terrific resource to test the service core of retired executives. And they help mentor small business owners. So um, instead of getting wrapped up in fear and anger, think about where you want to go. Look for and proactively use resources that are available to you as stepping stones. So if your company has offered help, really look into it. Ask for what you need. Think about where you want to go. What do you want your life to look like? And and realizing, too, this is such a powerful thing, realize that you have the power to look at the options and to be proactive. Um, one of the things that a lot of my clients will say is, yeah, but what if I hit a setback or an obstacle? Well, we all do that, in a, especially in a job search because you're sending out resumes, you're getting rejection letters. So that when I was laid off and I was sending out resumes, sometimes I wouldn't even get an answer. I wouldn't even get a rejection letter. <laughs> I was just pissed. But, you know, watch what you're telling yourself. It's easy to be on the, you know, the catastrophe path. I know it's a tall order to shift mindset. It makes all the difference. So get into the habit of working hard on your job search with clarity and focus. Um, look for the resources you need. Completely take stress-free, guilt-free breaks. If you can do that, it could be a lifesaver. And then get back to your job search for the day. A um, couple more tips. Remember, if you tell yourself that there are no jobs out there and you network with others who feel the same way, it's not going to be productive. So choose your story carefully and then find a healthy group of people that you can work together with so that you can help them with your job search. You, you know, remember you have powerful allies. You just need to find them. Yeah, I think that's great advice as well. As you mentioned earlier, sometimes we uh, feel negative and, you know, like fully converge with another flock together, but you can have a lot of negativity. But on the flip side, we some people that are positive thinkers, either they're employed now or they're positively approaching that job, so it's actually a real asset. And plus, the other thing that you mentioned earlier, too, was if you're talking to a possible employer, and if they're full of all this negativity, uh, they're not very uh, much going to want to hire you as an employee. We have that negative mindset, so we have to really shift gears and, and think more positively. Definitely. So your <laughs> procrastination, um, Aresia, they can go to your website again, ariciolafrance.com, right, to sign up for that? Right, exactly. And I am actually, I have heard from so many people I have over a hundred people that are, you know, have already signed up for for the class, wow. and they're saying I'm really, really looking forward to it. 
And if you have job seekers that are listening to this that, you know, want to get into the class, it's an hour-long class. It's a half-an-hour follow-up. And I'm going to be sending a really helpful book along to you. If you have people listening that look at the price tag and say, I just, I just can't do it, please email me. You can email me at that same name, Lafrance at yahoo.com, because I'm, I'm really wanting to get this information out to people so that they can overcome that negative mindset and get their job search on track. And, um, you know, I'm looking at offering some special prices for people because I really want to reach folks. That's great. And, you know, I really appreciate it, too, on your website that you have your book in, I believe, an audio format as well. So people can download that and put it on the iPod and so while they're staying positive, maybe working out or jogging or something like that, you can listen to a book like that way, too. Yeah, there's an audio meditation that goes with the book. So they can, you know, be looking at the book, doing some of the exercises in the book, and then they, then they can listen to that audio download to really help them to shift their mindset into a more productive way of thinking. That's really cool. Well, we thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, it was great. Um, just a great lot of advice, I think, for all the audience out there. And again, the book is Unlocking the Secrets of the Career Seeker by Aresia LaFrance. Yeah, you thank can you also, so much uh, for having me. I really appreciated being on, and uh, and thank you so much. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Wow. Bye. What a great, um, amazing amount of advice there. I think for anyone that's in the job search right now, uh, one of my favorite parts, what she mentioned, was you know just stress controllers that you know we don't think about, but just taking a deep breath. Eating healthy, going for a walk, and trying to de-stress and keep that positive mindset. Right. She mentioned a lot of the good things, even with the uh, relaxation. And, uh, a lot of those maybe even know how to relax. Uh, maybe sometimes when we lose our job, we forget those techniques. But sometimes we may have to pull out some of the self-help tapes that talk about positive things. Uh, we may want to start listening to some classical or relaxing music uh, to calm ourselves down, refocus, and then get happy again because, you know, it's not over. We're gonna we're gonna do something good. Absolutely. This takes us to our special segment, Campus Connection, where we get inside the mind of today's college students, Micah Hackney. And so we're going to get him on the line, and and here's the intro for Campus Connection. Campus Connection. Hi, Micah. Hey, are you on? Yeah, I'm on. Um, just uh, out in Dallas this weekend. But um, yeah, I had a special segment this week on, and what we focused on, my topic I focused on this week is balancing your your work with your college life. And um, you know, first of all, you have to figure out, you know, what you know, your money for work is being used for. Is it, you know, is it your source of tuition money, or is it just, or is it just extra cash? You gotta, you know, prioritize your money that way. And um, so you got, you know, with that in mind, you need to figure out how many hours you need to work or want to work. If you need for tuition money, then you need to work as many hours. If you need for cash and just how much you want to work, and then you have to, you know, balance up those hours with um, how much you can really, uh, you can really work without um, hurting your grades. But uh, definitely when you go into your job or looking for a job, you need to get a flexible job. That means, you know, maybe perhaps being a server at a restaurant or a, uh, 
or other jobs, uh, make sure they offer a flexible schedule where you can just, you know, you tell them when you can work and it's the other way around. That's why you don't don't risk uh, missing any classes or um, uh, having too much of a workload. And um, yeah, so you just... I like it. But um, also, you know... You also, you need to, you know, check your schedule and make sure you're not overcommitted. Um, if you have, you know, too much stress and you're constantly doing too much for yourself and not giving you enough time to meet those expectations. So uh, time management is, you know, pretty important when uh, when you're a working student. So, um, you know, what I would recommend if, you know, you're a working student is periodically just, um, you know, just look at yourself and look at your schedule and um, just, and just decide how um, and just um, figure out if it's really working for you or not. That's a really good suggestion. We really appreciate that. What, what are additional benefits of jobs that my college students are doing these days? You mentioned that waiting tables. Or what else is that school schedule? Um, you know, most of the time, long-term jobs are a great opportunity. There's so many different jobs you know, college campuses offer, and of course, they're all really flexible to your schedule. Um, you know, just, uh, you know, maybe, you know, even starting your own small business or something is flexible as well. And um, any That's kind awesome. of... Well, we thank you so much, Micah, for coming on the show this week, and as always, we look forward to your segments every week. Next week, we're going to be talking with Michelle Girasoli of Polo Key Harbor Express author of the Sassy Ladies Toolkit for She's going to be talking about entrepreneur chicken or egg. Should you start a business to get experience or get experience to start a business? So we're really excited, as always, to check out our website. Yeah, our website at um, careers.com. Yeah, or you can even go to DanielLaxons.com. That's Daniel, L-A-K-S-D-I-N-S.com. Special thanks again to our guest, Aricia, and we'll see everyone next week. Yeah. You want to do what you want? You want better money? Welcome to Dream Job Radio. <laughs>